For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 21 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I'm your host, the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast, Apple users, rate and review the show, and everyone follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love. Jackson State University. Joining me today is a star-studded cast, starting with the one and only Mr. Charles Bishop. What up, Chuck? Hey, how you doing there, Corey? Nice to be back on again for another episode. All right. Also, we have returning to Tiger Talk, friend of the show, Mr. Daryl Neely. Welcome hey, man, what's going on, Corey? Chuck, how y'all making it today? And last but not least, joining us for the first of hopefully many appearances, we have Coach Daryl Asbury. Welcome to the show, Coach. Great. Thank you for having me. And how you all doing today? Doing good. Doing well, Coach. Doing well. How's, how is everyone doing? What are we doing to occupy ourselves these days? Sports podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Podcasts and a lot of PlayStation 4. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, today I, I think it's kind of strange that we're, you know, we, you talked about recording a podcast kind of occupy our time, but I think it's, it's kind of weird that we're recording a podcast today of all days, because under normal circumstances, we'd be all convened in Jackson, Mississippi right now, getting ready for the spring game. That was actually supposed to take place today. But obviously, you know, these aren't normal conditions, you know, and it's, it's actually the second straight year that we won't have a spring game. If you remember back to last year, the game got canceled because of the weather. Uh, you know, we had spring practice, of course, but not the game. But this year, no spring practice at all. And that goes for everyone, all the college football teams due to this pandemic. So I want to kind of talk through what that means and what that'll look like uh, come this fall, hopefully when we all return to some football. So. Coach Asbury, I want to I want to start with you. Obviously, you have a number of, of uh, years of coaching and a number of spring practices under your belt as a player, as an assistant coach, and of course as a head coach. You've just been around the game for so long, so I just want to talk about you know what a, what does a coaching staff typically look to accomplish during the spring, and in general, how important is that spring camp to a program's preparation for the fall football season? Well, well, normally, you know when you when you're dealing with spring football practice. If you bring on a, a few new coaches, it gives them an opportunity to get adjusted to the kids, and the kids get an opportunity to get adjusted to the coaches. Um, you also have the, the importance of, of, of getting your timing down, you know, getting everything in sync. Uh, because you, you look at the transfers that you're getting during this time of the year. Now, you know, we've hit some times where you can't even get together. 
can't even meet. Everybody's just, you know, displaced from the campus. So it's very important uh, to have a spring football. You know, I, I went through it when I was at Texas Southern when you did not have spring football, uh, and it, it really affects me. Um, you know, especially with the coaching staff, it affects everybody. You know, Coach, I wanted to follow up uh, on something with you in terms of, uh, and you mentioned uh, something that I, I that I, I guess concerned me going forward was uh, especially getting those reps in. You talked about the timing uh, of, 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 of guys getting those reps in during spring practice. How important is that in terms of, of, of just uh, the players? You, you mentioned getting acclimated to coaches, but just in terms of that whole spring football feeling where guys are really getting a feel for uh, their teammates as well as the coaches. Well, I'll tell you, for example, if, you, if, you, if you're bringing a team back that you're trying to assemble, you know, most of the time it's, it's the chemistry. The easy part is the coaching part. It's trying to get all those guys on the same page, the attitudes. You have so many different personalities uh, that you're trying to get to, to mesh together and, and get these guys to figure out, okay, what's his trigger point? What's this person's trigger point? And then the, the players are trying to get the coach's trigger point um, you know, most of the time, the film session, the film study uh, that, that, that you're really missing. If, you know, I'm missing it myself here where I am, uh, you know, at my, at my job with my kids. But I've kind of transitioned to this thing called Google Classroom, where I find myself teaching over the computer, where we can go live with our players. Um, or, you know, I'll video myself on Huddle. I'll video myself teaching, and then I can post it on Huddle. But it's nothing like being sitting live in the, in the in the classroom with these kids. So it's very important that, that you know you have a spring practice. Dilly, let me ask you this: for a team like Jackson State, obviously that's breaking in a new offensive coordinator and a new offensive system, do you think the spring is amplified even more? Because obviously we were looking for this time to really kind of gain some ground on, on uh, you know, learning the playbook and just getting acclimated to, to the new, to the changes that we have. Offensive. Yeah, Echo, I, I think it absolutely is. Uh, you know, it, a lot of what, what Coach just touched on and, and, and Chuck echoed, uh, you know, applies uh, even more so when you're going to a new system. You know, you know one thing about sports, uh, it's the great equalizer. You know, a first down is 10 yards, a touchdown is six points, the extra point is one point, two-point conversion is two. Like, the rules are the same for everybody. And, and generally speaking in life, you know, misery loves company. Uh, so one advantage uh, is that no one has an advantage right now. Nobody is practicing. Uh, nobody is doing those group dynamic things in person, building chemistry, such as what, what Coach touched on. However, to your question, I think it does have a, a more tremendous impact on us. You know, even, even at the NFL level, uh, there are two sets of teams that get to start earlier than anybody else. Uh, the two teams who are playing in the Hall of Fame game, they get to report to camp early. And any organization that has hired a new coaching staff gets to report early. And that's because it's understood in the dynamic that you need extra time to get acclimated with the facility, with the personalities, with the team chemistry. Where's the lunchroom? What time do we eat? There's so many things that go into getting a fine football product accomplished that it's exasperated when you bring in a new coach, new coordinator, new system. Uh, so I do think, you know, on one hand, uh, everybody in the SWAC is in the same boat. 
Uh, but those who, who are introducing new systems or particularly us on offense, you are going to have that hit you a little harder. And so this is going to be the time I think, you know, Coach Asbury touched on it, man. You have got to love the film room even more than you love the field. Uh, because there are so many things that you could do in this situation to keep your mind sharp uh, and, and getting adjusted to to what the plays and what it's supposed to look like and where should I be in this moment or that moment that you can't just let that extra rust sit in by doing nothing. Uh, and, and I think offensively, uh, you know, it, it's going to have an impact that we're not out there right now. You know, I had a question in terms of, especially with the software that's available uh, to teams nowadays. And, and Coach, you mentioned you're, you're basically installing and coaching uh, via Google Chrome. But I'm curious in terms of uh, the teaching aspect of of trying to uh, show finer points. How, how are you able to get that accomplished, Coach? Well, well here's the problem with Google Chrome. You, you cannot, um, my staff, we have not figured out how to draw and everything. So that's where our, our other software, Huddle, comes into play. So now you can get on there. I can come to my office, get on my board, and I can video my whole script sheet. Say if I take my run play, for example, I can go over every run play in a video, and then I can post it to my Huddle with the kids to hear me talk. Now you do have access to go back in and see who's watching what. Um, but the huddle is so much different from Google Chrome because you're actually live on the Google Chrome. Well, huddle, you're just saying, okay, I got to go back and check and see. Now, that's where the classroom comes into play. You need to be actually just sitting there with those guys in the class. But, again, with the technology, like you said, you have to find ways to make it work. Does does it highlight your ability, I guess, to, to teach the game. I mean, I guess, I, I guess I take a look at it from the standpoint. Certain coaches have their their strengths, their weaknesses. But uh, this sorts of this kind of this setup kind of it highlights the fact that you have to be able to uh, actually uh, teach and, and and kind of go about it in a in a different manner as opposed to being on the field. Well, I tell you what, it's going to make a coach figure out whether he when are you a student of the game or you just a ball. So, <laughs> See. <laughs> It makes you figure it out because for me, I enjoy getting up teaching it. Uh, you know, I've been doing God has blessed me to do, do it so long. Uh, I'd rather get up and teach it, but you still miss that phase of just being there physically uh, with hands on. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that uh, too, Coach, that that I love this technology, you know, Zoom meetings and, and uh, you know, these huddle accounts. It certainly uh, is is better to have it than not have it, much better to use it than to not be using it. Uh, but I, I haven't found, uh, and I'm willing and open-minded, but I haven't found a system out there that replaces you actually being outside on that field and being able to touch a guy, put your hands on him, and, and, and literally pull him to the spot you need him to stand in or show him which way that this lane is, that, that there's nothing out there that really replaced that. And, mm. you know, one of my favorite quotes, guys, is is by Bruce Lee. I mean, it talks about repetition and studying. When, when he said that, you know, he doesn't fear the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but he fears the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. Mm. And, and, and that's the same thing in football. I, I, know, I know our guest, our coach knows it, you know, up and down, that nothing replaces the repetition. And and when you're trying to to 
make that read and throw that slant route or go through your progressions. You can have all the computer and virtual simulators you want to, but until you get that repetition of being on the field and interaction with your offensive linemen and what their tendencies are, et cetera, et cetera, it, it's just hard to replicate that through technology. And I, I agree with that because one thing about the computer and 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 the human body is not going to react the same thing on that football field. So I, I totally agree with that. Right. So guys, let me ask you this now. You know, we have a fairly experienced squad returning, but I want to know what's more challenging for, for for a team when you're returning a veteran squad, but you're implementing a new offensive system as we are, or even a new defensive system. Or when you have continuity with your system, meaning you're bringing back the same staff, same you know coordinators, but you have a young or inexperienced team. Uh, you, you know, I, I take a look at it from this standpoint. Uh, both uh, have their challenges, but when I kind of went back and kind of started looking at the stats from last year, the top three offenses in the swag last year were Prairie View, Alabama A&M, and Alcorn, and then right behind them was Southern. All. Four of those uh, uh, teams are bringing back uh, uh, starting quarterbacks or, or a quarterback who's had a significant amount of playing time. So I think if you're doing any sort of install uh, or, or, or trying to implement whatever system, uh, you already kind of have a leg up because you're bringing back a returning starter. So I, I kind of took a look at those sorts of factors going in. What do you think, guys? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's, you know, six one way, half a dozen the other. Uh, you know, there's nothing there's there's no doubt about it, Chuck. If you take the three top offensive performers and their three quarterbacks are coming back and their three offense coordinators are coming back and their three head coaches are coming back, then then that is on paper, at least, you know, uh, uh, giving them an advantage because they, they just like we say on, and, and out on the sandlot running back, you know. Uh, but but as it relates to just system changes and, and, and inexperience and that kind of thing. You know, and I'm just talking globally about football right now. You can have a successful player, let's say quarterback, uh, and he inherits a new system or a new coordinator. If he struggles during the spring uh, without the proper coaching, that can actually weigh on his psyche that, you know, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was and he becomes depressed and distant and that kind of thing. You know, mm. one of the things about, about football and probably any pursuit out there is that success is what breeds you wanting to keep doing it. You know, it takes a special person uh, to fall in love with the struggle. And that's where coaching comes in. Uh, and, and, you know, with us missing that aspect of it with no spring ball and no campus life, no dormitory cafeteria time, no hanging out together, you know, we are about, you know, to try to, to, to squeeze something out in a short order, hopefully this summer, hopefully, you know, Two a days this summer in August are, are back on and we're over this thing. Uh, but but if not, you're looking at a situation where you're trying to accomplish everything that would have done been done March and April. You now have to do that and what you would do in August. And hopefully, and, and coach, you know, guys, <laughs> that everybody don't come that come to camp in shape. You know, every everybody doesn't come ready to work mentally or physically. So now you have all these layers compounded on you. And I do think that there's going to be a multi multiplier effect on any school, particularly us as it relates to you know new offensive systems. Coach, I wanted to ask this question uh, in terms of 
you know, let's say we we do start relatively on time. Do you think that uh, coaches will be advocating for having a little bit more time, uh, especially during tour days, in terms of having an extra hour or things of that nature? Well, I, I'm sure they will, but you also have to look at how long can you keep that student athlete on that football field, and I think that's going to play a major role in what the NCAA determines. Um, you know, when you when you go back and you talk about the, the new offense, I heard you guys talking about that. You know, and out of those three schools, Southern and Jackson will be on the same playing field because both of them have new offensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Alcorn will, you know, they'll probably have the edge because they, they still have the chemistry along with Prairie View. Don't know if their quarterback is coming back. I haven't did, you know, any research on Prairie View or anything, but – the key is going to be how fast that quarterback can pick up the terminology. Those skill guys I heard really say about the conditioning phase, and I agree with that. What needs to happen is it's tougher to come learn the offense when you're out of shape because you're trying to learn the offense, and then you're out of shape. So it's not going to add up. You're going to have to make sure that that body's conditioned because when the body's conditioned, the mind is conditioned. Amen. And, Coach, just kind of going back to something that you mentioned, and obviously we, we talked about the fact that, you know, of course no teams have had a spring camp, but since Jackson State, again, is implementing a new offensive coordinator, would you say that we're at a bigger disadvantage than the competitors who will be running the same system as last year? Well, I, I think so. Uh, I think we will be. And, and again, what it, here's where the challenge is going to come for our, for our football team, and I'm speaking on Jackson State. Every coach has to be on the same page offensively. So, and that will help the, the coordinator to make sure that those other guys, uh, when I said other guys, the players catch on to the offense. The staff is going to have to learn what Coach Taylor wants. They're going to have to think like him. They're going to have to wake up when he wakes up to get prepared. They're going to have to spend a whole lot of time together to make sure that when, as a coordinator, I can trust you to take this group of receivers over here to coach those guys up and I could spend time with my quarterback or I could take the offensive line coach over here to make sure that we're using the terminology that we talked about. You know, I don't I don't worry about the the players so much as I do the coaches to make sure that they're on the same uh, you know on the same page. Coach let me let me ask you this as re, as it relates to that dynamic, uh you know one one of the things we haven't touched on in this that that spring practice gives us uh is the evaluation of who's going to be, you know, LB1 or LB2, who's going to be QB1 or QB2, that, you know, spring ball is really where you start to see, you know, that emergence come of, oh, you know, maybe we can move this guy from safety to linebacker, linebacker Mm. to safety, we can take this guy here or there, that we really, you know, we talked about the conditioning, we talked about getting in the playbook, uh, but how how are coaches – you know, assuming best case scenario, we're able to hit the field, you know, August, but we missed all the spring. What 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 does that do for a, a coach in his struggle to evaluate who gets the spot? Well, it goes back to when 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 um, we talked about will we get a little bit more time? Say if we don't get that time, it puts us at a, a disadvantage as coaches um, to really you know try to fix that in our mind. Okay. Should I move him to a receiver? Should I move him to an outside linebacker inside? 
you don't really you it's almost like you're taking a chance and then once the season gets going if we can get those first three games out the way then you'll start grabbing as a coach saying okay maybe he's better at this position so it's going to be very important now that the guys that you normally wouldn't play you want to get a look at you're going to have to get them in those early ball games before you get the conference play yeah to really get a feel for where they are and i tell you what coach that's that's a great point because you know if you if you start looking around uh the swag it just scheduled and and who has who the first you know two or three weeks of the season that being able to get some non-conference games you know you, you play every game to win but it's not even about win or loss right now assuming we don't get this evaluation conditioning time those non-conference games became now even larger in life as it relates to, okay, how are we going to be ready? Who's going to start? Who's going to play what position or what system changes we make before we really get in the conference play? So, you know. Yeah, it's going to be very important. I agree. You know, some people always, you know, you always have our critics, you know, when our schedule comes out about why are we playing this school or why are we playing them or why are we doing this? But if you take a look at that schedule now, that could really be an aid to us as it relates to not having the springtime. Definitively, yeah. Correct. I agree. You know, uh, we're going to have our critics. You know, I've been I've been going through it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I I tell you, sitting up in the in the uh, in the booth up there, I asked Rob there all the time. I said, "Man, y'all was too hard on me when I was coaching." And he just bust out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You you know they were. Uh, let me ask this question. You know. Quarterback Jalen Jones. How important is he in this equation? Because I would imagine, you know, they were really looking for this spring uh, for that to be an opportunity for him to really just kind of progress as far as his his grasp of the, of the you know the system and his his command of the team in general. So, you know, is there anything that can be done to kind of offset the the, the loss? Of- well, you know, I I think the thing that I take a look at in terms of the development with Jalen is uh, the personnel coming back for Jackson State. Uh, I think that takes a little bit of pressure off of him because when you take a look at the uh, the, the running backs that we have coming back in Keyshawn Harper, uh, Kimani Clark, Tyson Alexander, and the dynamic Josh Littles, uh, to me, when you have a running game, that takes a lot of pressure off uh, a lot of things that you want to do with your quarterback. And, and I think Coach touched on it earlier, you know, uh, having that spring practice gives uh, your quarterback an opportunity to get get in sync with some of his receivers. We've got some new personnel coming in in terms of uh, some guys that they went out and got in the, in the spring. So uh, that's the thing that I you know I'm concerned about a little bit with with Jalen moving forward. But when you have the sort of backfield that Jackson State has, I think that takes a little bit of pressure off of his shoulders. Mm. Great point. Great point. Yeah. Great. Great point. And I think at this with this particular time, um, Coach Taylor and I know him. I coached him. Uh, we worked together. I hired him at Texas Southern. He's probably spending a lot of time with Jalen on the computer. Um, you know, from watching Jalen last year, every game, I, I don't think the athletic ability wasn't – that didn't concern me. What concerned me was the decision-making. So now this is where you have to take the time and really teach him and be a student of the game. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier with this the huddle, the computers. They can actually sit down and break that down. Once your decision-making becomes easier for you, then your your action is going to be so much easier. And I think, for me, that's what kind of concerned me. So I would be taking a lot of time right now 
going over a lot of reads on Huddle, you know, and a lot of uh, Google Chrome with him, talking through some things where I can really see his face and talk to him. Guys, let me ask this question. Is it a, a, an indirect benefit of, of having this time off, of getting so much more film room time? Yeah, I, I think so, Chuck. You know, uh, it, it, it just absolutely – film study uh, matters. You know, being engaged with your coaches, you know, matters. Uh, if it if it doesn't didn't matter, even under normal circumstances, you wouldn't be doing it. As coach knows, and we all know how much time is set aside for film study and just one on ones with your position coach. You know, in those film rooms, uh, and I just think what this situation does, it puts even more of a spotlight on it because it's all you really have is something technology based because we're so limited on how we can interact in person. So it's two things that you can do by yourself. <laughs> you can work out by yourself. And you can watch film by yourself. Mm. Uh, now, what you hope has taken place or will take place during this time is the instruction on how to watch film properly and the instruction on how and what exercises to do properly. And that instruction can be transferred virtually. But what you don't want to see, Chuck, uh, Chuck and Coach Corey, y'all let me know if I'm off base here. You know, having a guy sitting in front of his laptop and he's just watching plays and you can see on the system, the login system, where he did two hours of film study. But the truth is, you know, he was hanging out with his little brother playing PlayStation and the laptop was just on. <laughs> or, he's not, or he's not watching it properly. Same thing with working out. You know, if if you're not doing, you know, some lateral movement drills outside by yourself and you're just doing a jog around the block. Well, you know, that's I'm glad he's up doing something. But that exercise does not translate to on the field success. Mm. So what you want to look for is watching film in the manner that translates on the field, conditioning in the manner that translates on the field. We don't need to monitor, you know, busyness versus monitor productivity. You know, just because a guy is throwing bricks around doesn't mean right. he's building a house. Right. We, we got to be doing something in a manner that leads to production. And, and I think that's what the coaches should be focused on as far as technology and instruction. Like, hey, guys, look for this. Do this while you're watching film. Or do this when you're doing your exercises. And, and log in and check back with us so we'll know who's doing what. Uh, and just hopefully we can get the best out of this that we can because it's just an unfortunate situation that's beyond our control all around. So we got to teach our guys control what you can control. That's your time on task. That's your film study. And that's your personal conditioning. You can do that without interacting with other people. Great point, Chris. I agree. Yeah. Great point. I agree with that. And Neil, you touched on it as well, you know, about conditioning. Uh, how will this lack of spring camp affect conditions? I mean, what is that going to look like in the fall? And again, I know this is this is uncharted territory. We don't know what to expect. It'll come down to that individual player at home, what he's doing with his time, as you just kind of alluded to. But again, what, what does this look like? When I, 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 personally, personally, I want to be optimistic, and I say this somewhat in jest, but, you know, I'm being serious, too. I think it's going to look like the Keystone Cops, man. It's just going to be you know, <laughs> the, the end of the Benny Hill show, and they're just running around chasing Yeah, people. yeah. Uh, you know, and, and coach, you know, having played, having coached and as an analyst, those first couple of games, man, are always rough condition wise, because even with two a days in August, you can't replicate game speed. And and you no. and the only thing that you know that gets you ready for games, truly ready, is playing in games. And so I, I imagine there's going to be some cramping. I imagine there's going to be some drop passes, you know, because what's going to happen, you're going to have your normal week one uh, jitters, inconsistencies, unavailability, et cetera. 
but there's going to be a multiplier from it because you didn't have spring ball. You you look at past seasons when we've had spring ball and guys who, for eligibility reasons or, or, or family reasons, weren't there that spring and they didn't come to the summer. And you can always tell those guys that got there late. Well, now we're about to have 50-plus guys that got there late. And I, I, now, now, the beauty of it, being Misery Love's company, we're going to be playing somebody that was in the same position that we were in. So no one has a leg up. But how many of those other guys had that personal responsibility and work ethic that did things on their own to have them more ready? What coaches emphasize was that they have their guys more ready. I think that's what's going to be a separator weeks one through three. And I think by the time we get to week four, everybody's kind of caught up with each other. Well, I, I say this when we, we, you know, when you touch on that conditioning piece as a coach, you have to ask yourself, once we get back going, how hard do we really push these kids? Great point. Because everybody, everybody knows that August is the hottest part of the, of the summertime. And you want to, you know, as a coach, you just have to be very cognizant on how far and how hard we're going to push them. I tell you, my first year here at Southern Lab, you know, I had a kid almost, well, practically almost, he had a heat stroke. Hmm. And after hmm. I witnessed that kid go through that, I kind of restructured my whole thought process when it came down to conditioning. I took a lot of hit from my coaches, but as a head coach, they, and I told him, Rod Broadway told me this one time, you won't understand how I feel unless you sit in the seat. And I had to recondition some things. I, re, I mean, it was just, it was scary. And so as coaches, you're going to have to really be careful how hard how hard you push these kids. Coach, and you bring up something, uh, and you mentioned Rod Broadway, but I wanted to ask you in terms of uh, you've studied under some phenomenal coaches, Rod Broadway, uh, Coach Gordon, uh, uh, John Shannon, but just – uh, taking all that information in, uh, how you know effectively you know uh, do you go about trying to apply it in a in a situation that we have never seen before? Uh, for you as a head coach, you know uh, how how do you just kind of rethink this whole process of of of, of trying to get a team prepped for the season now? Well, it, it goes back to um, it's almost like you you have to learn how to teach a baby how to walk again, because we talked about the conditioning piece. We know everybody's not going to be in shape, you know, and, and just trying to think what pieces can I put in place as a coaching staff, you know, to try to get us all on the same page, because you got to realize we're kind of displaced too as coaches. We talk on the phone and all that, but it's nothing like being in face-to-face. Um, you, you know, you have to make sure that you manage, manage the guys, manage the time, Managing this time that you get is going to be very important because I don't see the NCAA giving them any extra time. So you're going to really make sure you stick to the script. You may deviate a little bit, but you have to get back on the script. That's a good point. Uh, I, I, would, I would share that assessment relative to the NCAA. I, you know, the well, I don't. I don't want to see us go in a position to where we have earned more time for football because that, that means this thing got real bad and it extended through the fall. Uh, you know, we've seen the spring sports uh, where seniors are going to be able to come back and, and get another year eligibility. Uh, and the only thing it impacted for the fall sports, at least at this point, is our is our spring conditioning and, and, and spring games. 
you know, if this thing reaches into August, I think that's the only time August, September, that you'll see the entire season's pushed back and more time allotted to that. But, you know, being hopeful for best case scenarios, I think that when we have the green light to go, we're just going to be green lighted from, you know, where where we would have been on the calendar at that point. Uh, because the NCAA Correct. is just going to say, hey, guys, the stuff that you missed in spring, you may have missed it as a group in physical presence, but you still could have been doing film, mm. you still could have been doing conditioning, uh, you know, and those things are personal responsibility. And the, the, the pandemic or any emergency does not absolve you of, of personal responsibility. Uh, so by and large, you know, I, I don't see, you know, particularly as we make this thing specific to the swag, make it to Jackson State, as, as Coach said, and those very well haven't been there, done that, there's not a lot of time you can add to August. <laughs> you know, it's, it's 103 degrees. <laughs> it just is what it is. You know, you're, right, already, right. you're already milking the two-a-days for as best you can. Three-a-days are not going to happen. You know, so in order to extend time in August, you have to thereby extend the season, move games around, reschedule. And that's a doomsday scenario that nobody even wants to talk about right now because the ripple effect of that goes through November uh, as far as conference championships and then mm-hmm. bowl games and national championships. So uh, hopefully this thing sorts itself out with everybody practicing social distance and, and self-quarantining and we can have our numbers under control and guys can get back on campus, you know, mid late summer. Uh, but I, I just think there are going to be some challenges that, that the NCAA is not going to make too many wholesale changes for us. Right. All right. Well, definitely some great food for thought, guys. And, you know, of course, we're just in a time of uncertainty right now. So we can only just kind of sit back and wait and see how it unfolds. And we can go from there. But I definitely thank you all for coming on, especially Coach Asbury taking time out of your day. And hopefully, Coach, we can get you back on in the future. We, we love your analysis. I can, I can speak from, you know, those of us who are, you know, out of, out of town, out of state, not in Jackson. We don't get to go to every single game. So we rely on you Saturday. You paint a, a, a a perfect picture every week of what's going on on the field. Well, I so thank you all, and like I told uh, Bishop, anytime you all want me to come on, I, I look forward to it. I'm actually kind of enjoying doing this. I do miss college coaching, but I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying doing. Right. You know, the working with Rob Jay and the rest of the crew. No doubt about it, Coach. Enjoyed you coming on. Here, here. Good luck, yeah, there, I man. Appreciate you. Man. Yeah, thank you all. All right, well, that'll do it for episode 21 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. Leave a question or a comment while you're at it, and we'll be sure to read it on air. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know, we're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag Pack the Vet.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.